Scrooge Family Ghosts by Todd Puccio. Version, November 2022. Chapter 1, Part 2. A Mother's Voice. Francis's Ghost. One fine St. Nicholas Day, Freddy found himself in a not-so-fine mood. Freddy walked briskly past a lamplighter, stomped up the stoop of his home. He came through his door and slammed it shut behind him. He and his schoolmates were playing in the park. Freddy was often the leader of their little group, and today he led them to the park for some ball play. He also started them off telling about where they would expect their fathers to place them in positions and apprentices, apprenticeships soon, as most of them were coming close to that age. That conversation did not last too long, because the cool weather and the fact of it being St. Nicholas Day had most of these lads in the mood of considering the coming holiday. They started a conversation in anticipation of Christmas. Each of them began to recount the great foods that their mothers were going to prepare for them. Young boys are always considering their stomachs. They became so engrossed into their holiday gastronomic prognostications that they had forgotten that Freddy disliked this kind of discussion in their presence. One absent-minded boy, who was new to their group, asked Freddy what his mother was preparing. The other boys became dark-eyed and steeled themselves for the repost. For only a short while ago, Freddy was laughing and playing with the other mates. He had become very silent during this latest turn of conversation. They knew that while Freddy's wit and energy were usually turned towards mirth and the building of spirits, they also knew that on some occasions, when he was cross, that his tongue could also bite and darken the souls of anyone he directed it towards. I don't know for sure, mate, Freddy answered. A worm's feast, I suppose. And then Freddy tipped his hat and grinned. Good day, gentlemen. Freddy walked, and perhaps even skipped, away home, hiding his true turn of mind. Up in his small room, Freddy gritted his teeth and contemplated the cracks in the ceiling above his bed. His gut was tied tightly, and his heart was leaping at the chance to do... something. He had the energy to run through the town, and the motivation to do nothing but stare up. Dark shadows would wax and wane across the ceiling. One might think they were cast from the window, but they were not. Freddy knew that they were Gubma, the dark companion that would move around Freddy whenever he turned his mind to anything that he found unpleasant. Freddy knew Gubma from the earliest age. It was a shadow, and a smell, and a velvet glove that would cross against his chest and back. Sometimes he believed Gubma was a friend that accompanied him through his dark times. Gubma would whisper to him phrases of assurance. They weren't exactly encouragement, but rather truths that Freddy could hold on to. He was motherless. The world would never be kind to him. People were only pretending to be friendly out of pity. He'd never amount to anything or have any real friends. Mediocrity is the best he could hope for, and mediocrity is all right. There was always a long litany of despairing truths that were whispered to Freddy, 
and he found a strange comfort in them. Gubma may not always be pleasant, but Gubma was always there for him. Freddy's father knocked at the door for the fourth time. This marked an hour since Freddy had returned home, for it was his father's habit to knock at fifteen-minute intervals to check on the boy. "'Go away, father. I have not seen it through yet,' Freddy called out. "'Your supper is cold. Soon you will miss it,' Fa Freddy's father replied. "'I will be retiring. You come and knock at my bedroom door if you need me.' Freddy knew he had to wait until Gubma left him. And it always did. Once, Freddy decided that he had heard all that Gubma had to say. Each year of his youth, Freddy realized that the list of utterances from Gubma became longer and longer. Each day's fears and obstacles added to the list. Freddy would hold tight to his sheets, watch the shadows and wallow in the smells and touches of Gubma until they passed. Then he would return his mind to his father. Freddy and his father had done this routine before. Sometimes it ended by the third knock. Other times they would not see each other again until the morning, and Freddy would not eat until breakfast. On some occasions, in the middle of the night, at the wolf's hour, Freddy would go and knock on his father's bedroom door and call to him, Father, the storm has lifted and I've gotten through it. And Freddy's father would call back to him through the door, Lord, be praised, my son. You are welcome to join me. Freddy stopped going in and sharing his father's bed when he was six years old, but he always appreciated the offer. I will see you at breakfast, father. Gubma left. It slithered off of the ceiling and into a small drawer in Freddy's nightstand. Freddy never kept anything in that drawer. He was not sure if it was out of fear or respect of this companion spirit. He merely felt it was the proper thing to do. Tonight, however, another thing happened. Freddy had fallen asleep, and he was awoken by the sound of a woman humming. It was a familiar tune, and after a few moments, he recalled it as the tune that his Aunt Belle was fond of. He thought perhaps she had come to visit, even though it was strange that she may be her at such a late hour. He decided to get up and see for himself. When he opened the door to his room, he saw a dimly lit mist in the hallway. He noticed the sound of the humming seemed to be coming from above him, up the hallway and into a small doorway that led to the attic. When he entered the attic, he was sure that the humming was not his Aunt Belle. He saw a faint ball of light where the music was coming from. The light was floating over a kind of hope chest that Freddy was sure belonged to his mother. He had seen it before many years ago when he was much younger. His father warned him not to rummage through his mother's things, but this beautiful humming was beckoning him to the chest. When he opened it, he saw all that was inside. This was wonderful and strange, because he did not bring a candle or a lamp with him. The misty ball of light was illuminating the contents of the chest. Freddy spent many minutes examining the contents. A box of letters, journals, prayer books, and a small figurines and dolls that he thought may be related to Christmas. Freddy realized that the music had stopped. 
some time ago, and the light was slowly fading. Freddy closed up the chest and quietly returned to his bed. He thought he would be too excited to sleep after what he had witnessed, but instead he was covered with a sense of peace and love and comfort and fell asleep for several more hours.